Welcome to the Christian Life Austin Holy Week Revival Podcast. This week, we welcome several dynamic speakers, David Perkins, Jabin Chavez, Scott Jones, and our very own Lead Pastor Rex Johnson. And now, here's today's message. Well, my assignment is, um, is actually not easy tonight. Now, Sunday is going to be fantastic. Because then we're going to celebrate that he got up. Last Sunday was pretty fantastic because he came to town and everybody celebrated that triumphal entry. But sandwiched between that fantastic Sunday when they were declaring Hosanna and then this coming Sunday when they're going to say, come and see, we got Friday. And honestly, there's not a, a lot of good in Good Friday. I mean, you think about the, what I have to work with to preach. It'd be more aptly called Black Friday. And I know that's what we use in November. And the retailers love Black Friday because that means what they have done is we all have rushed like insane people to get to the stores at four in the morning and we push them out of the red and into the black. So they're financially saying this is our black Thursday. Some of you just now realized what that meant. (laughs) Maybe that would be a good name is red Friday because there was, there was a lot of blood on this day, a lot of blood shed and there was a lot of red faces and uh, maybe we call it red Friday, but bookended between that triumph of his entry and the triumph of his resurrection, we've got this week in between and this particular day, Friday. I I was tweeting that I was happy to be here and I did not mean to do it. I love Pastor Jay always calls me a young man and because with him I will always be a young man. Even though we share the same birthday, he got here first. I was tweeting and I was going to say, good to be with my brother-in-law, Pastor Rex Johnson, on Good Friday. And I missed an O because I hit the 5-0 in in December, so uh, the print's not big enough. And I actually called it God Friday. And he said, leave it alone. They'll think it was on purpose. And I'm going to leave it alone. It's God Friday because God was totally in control of what happened on this day. And truth be known, the only day more challenging to preach about than Friday would be Saturday because nothing seemed to be going on. He just was in there and everybody was wondering. Some of you, you might be living in a Friday, but there are some of you here on a Saturday. I just want to tell you, hold on because Sunday is coming as the old sermon says. You're waiting and you say, I don't see God doing anything. Some of his best work he does when you don't see it. Now today, today is violent. Today is is not a G or a PG day. Today is is rated R. It was a rough day. It was a rough day. In fact, today reveals a lot about people. It revealed a lot of truth. Today, Friday, revealed 
the good in a lot of people and it revealed the bad in a lot of people that people thought were good. I want you to think about this. What Good Friday showed was not so good for some people. Eleven of the twelve disciples, one of them sold him out. One sold him out. Think about that. Nine slinked away into darkness. Now, keep in mind, on Thursday, they were making declarations. Oh, no, I am in. You can count on, on Thursday. Yeah. And then on Friday, that literally, one sells him out. Nine slink away. One cusses and runs away. And what you thought were going to be some of the ones that would be with you through the thick and the thin, they're gone. On the flip side, some of the most unlikely people step up. That's one thing that's good about Good Friday. In fact, what we ought to call it is Good for You Friday and Good for Me Friday. Mary Magdalene, who we know had at least seven demons, not usually the kind of person you want to turn a ministry over to, was the one given a lot of ministry on started on Friday. She, I mean, she had revelation. She saw things. She was given a message. It was amazing what happened to her. Simon of Cyrene was just trying to get there. He was just passing through. And the next thing you know, he is carrying Jesus' cross. And his boys get to see daddy carrying the cross. That was a pretty fantastic thing. The most unlikely people stepped up on this good for you Friday. Nicodemus, who we know came to Jesus by night quietly wanting to know, talk to me about this whole being born again thing. On this day, he steps up into the light, out of the darkness, and is a part of the burial. And what happened when Jesus was taken off of the cross, it's, it's the most unlikely people step up and some of the most likely people step out whenever you really get to what's going on. Easter reveals a lot about people. It reveals a lot about me, and it reveals a whole lot about Jesus. Good Friday does the same thing. And since I don't know a lot of you, I'll just tell you one thing about me that you don't know. I like to borrow things. I'm not cheap. I'm resourceful. I like to borrow things. Just recently... Spencer and I were going to go on a quail hunt. He had never been quail hunting, so I borrowed a shotgun rather than buy one because uh, we wanted to go try this out. And so I borrowed a shotgun from the man in the church, and we, we went and we, we shot shotguns. Growing up, the youngest of three, I borrowed a lot. I wore a lot of clothes that had belonged to my siblings, uh, mostly my brother. Uh, we called them hand-me-downs, but that was borrowed clothing. And that was back in the day when we loved to iron our name on our clothes. And I'd walk around with the name Brett. At, it's an identity crisis. My name's Scott. And then sometimes, if it ever said Patty, I'm, I'm you know, just, I was a borrower. A borrower. I, I wish as a parent I could borrow a lot of things. I'd like to borrow a lot of things as a parent because... Um, I'd like to figure out, is my kid, do they really want to do this or is this this week's whim that they're just getting in on? But I know what they're saying is, please, Daddy, I just got to have this. Wouldn't it be great as parents to have a lending library where we could lend you a trombone to find out if Junior is really going to play the trombone instead of buying the trombone? Wouldn't it be great to lend a piano 
and find out are they going to get past a week of learning the piano instead of us buying a piano? What about the, the skateboard, yo-yo, whatever it is? Could we just have a lending library for parents till we figure out, does the teenager need this like they need a lung? They're acting like they need it. I mean, instead... I. We never did that, so instead, I am a curator of a museum of, Dad, if I don't get this, I will die items that they have set aside, and now we just walk in and look and say, that was a week. Well, that was a good week. Remember that? Yeah, there was one. It just, it'd been nice to borrow. Uh, here's a hint for successful borrowing. If you borrow something, return it back better than it was when you got it. Just a hint, if you're going to borrow a car, return it back clean and full. That's some good preach right there. I, I can't get no help up in here, but there should have been some responding there. You're going to borrow something. If you're going to borrow my clubs when you return them, how about getting the grit out of the grooves and clean the golf clubs and then return them to me? And you can go ahead and include a sleeve of golf balls if you want to. The man who loaned me the shotgun, Joel, told me later, it's cleaner now than when I loaned it to you. You want to borrow anything else I got? <laughs> I'm a borrower. So some things I figured out I only need once or I'm not sure if I do need it. So the best thing for me to do is I just borrow. It just makes sense. I have borrowed cars. I want to drive that car to see if I really like that car. I want to can I borrow your truck, figure out, am I a truck guy, am I not a truck guy? Because I'd, I'd like to, I don't want buyer's remorse, so I want to borrow it first. And so I, I've borrowed things like that. I've, I, I, I've, I've picked on teens, but what about big boys and their big boy toys? All right, ladies, here's your chance. <laughs> Think about what all's in the garage right now that you just had to have. Babe, I was born to be wild. I've got to get that bike. I've got to get that. I've got to. I need this. My life will be complete with a dune buggy. I've just got to. I've got to have that. Got to have that. And I just. And then. And, and then now, you know that. And how many exercise pieces of equipment do we have that now is where we put the laundry? And if we'd have just borrowed somebody else's, we'd know whether or not I really am going to do this. Last May, I borrowed a tent. Spencer and I went to the boundary waters of Minnesota to camp and fish, and we, we, I wasn't sure, am I, is this me or is this not me? And I, I, so I borrowed a tent, and we went, and, and I now know I do like that, so we're going back this May, so now I'm going to go buy myself a tent, and I'm thinking about getting a two-story. I'm, I'm, I'm knocking around in my mind. <laughs> What kind of tent do I want? And how can we, I mean, it might be a condo kind of a thing. And uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I know now because I borrowed it first and I just wasn't sure. I enjoy cycling, not bicycling. I want to clarify that. Every guy or girl who cycles here wants you to know there's a difference. Bicycling is when you, you get a bike that weighs about 102 pounds and it's comfortable and it's big and it's got reflectors and maybe a bell on it and, and a nice big seat. That's bicycling. That is not cycling. That is not cycling. Cycling, you got to wear a helmet and spandex. <laughs> and the saddle 
if it's comfortable, it's probably not right. <laughs> In fact, the cycling motto is, is if you ain't hurting, you ain't doing it right. And I've had a lot of guys in the church, but I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to start that. I want to do cycling. I'm going to get in on cycling. And I, I, I've told them, hold on, hold on. Let me. First of all, this is expensive. You pick which kid you're going to sell, first of all, because <laughs> it's not cheap. It's just not cheap. That's the first thing I'm going to tell you. Second thing I'm going to tell you is, is uh, make sure, uh, here's what you ought to do. Go buy yourself a pair of spandex shorts, because I am not going to loan you mine. I've got an old helmet. Find somebody your size and borrow a bike. Borrow a bike first. Make sure you like riding on the road in traffic at about 30 miles an hour with people honking with a rolling enema and then decide (laughs) if you're going all in. It's just... I've got, my wife wanted to get in on it. She doesn't have five miles. She's got five minutes on her bike. That's it. It is more, it's, it's, it's better than it was when we bought it. Five minutes. Last thing I got to say, I just, speaking of cents, let's talk dollars and cents. I, I don't care how, how great the offer is. I, I listen to what I'm saying. I, I don't like being a borrower when it comes to finances. Yeah, I've got a mortgage, not much other than that. And Solomon, a wise man, gave a wise word to wise people. He said in Proverbs 22, 7, Just as the rich rule the poor, so the borrower is servant to the lender. And I I know Freddie Furniture is telling you, you can take this furniture home and it is three years, no interest, no payment. We are, I've got to be crazy to be giving this to you. And you're taking it home saying, he has given this to me. But don't ever think they're not tabulating every month interest on you and just pushing it forward and waiting. He didn't get there. Just like Vegas wasn't built on winners. Those furniture stores and all those good deals that you can go 12 months, no interest, no payment. Now, trust me, uh, you're a borrower, and you're going to ultimately walk into that. Just, just want to hit you with some free advice on Holy Week. Jesus did some borrowing, too. He was a borrower. The promise of his birth was foretold. The scripture said that The Christ child was coming and we know the story. It happened in December that there was no room in the inn and so they borrowed a manger and he literally was in a borrowed place to be born. That's our Savior. Our Messiah came and they had to borrow a manger to put him in and on a bed of straw, shepherds and an animal or two look at the fulfillment of a prophecy from generations old and the angel declared he will save his people from their sins and he came in having to borrow a place to lay his head. He, he's a borrower. I remember when he borrowed a man's boat. He... he, he you can't hardly get a man to do that, but he, he borrowed a man's boat and, and it, he appeared not to even know him and that's really not going to happen. You're not going to go to the lake and just ask a straight, can I borrow 
your boat. That's not going to happen, but that happened with Simon Peter. Luke 5 is the story in the first verse. It says, one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats and, and at, at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of the boats, pretty presumptuous, but he, he asked Simon, its owner, to push it out in the water. So he set it in the boat, he sat in the boat, and he taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now go out where it's deeper, let down your nets to catch some fish. Now, picture this story. Peter doesn't know this man. This man's teaching gets in his boat and says, hey, can I borrow this for a little bit? And, and he pushes him out a little bit and Jesus teaches from the water. And when he's done with the teaching, he turns to Peter and says, now let's go out deeper and catch some fish. And he strikes the mother load of fish. It's always nice when you borrow something or when someone borrows something from you and when they give it back, it is better than it was before and then they add to it a little more in return. He, he didn't just take it and use it, but he said, here you go and here's a little bit more. If you're going to borrow some sugar, how about return the cup and a dozen cookies with it next time? You're going to borrow the car, as I said, return it full. If Jesus borrows from you, rest assured when you get it back, it'll be better than it was than when he, you loaned it to him. And you'll be so glad you loaned to Jesus whatever. He said, if you give to the poor, you're loaning to me. I'm going to bless you for that. Whatever you give to him... He, He wasn't being braggadocious. He wasn't speaking in hyperbole. He really meant it in Revelation 21.5 when he said, Behold, I make all things new. Loan me that old thing. I'm going to make it new. Loan me your life. I'm going to make it. Whatever you give me, I make all things new. And then he turned around and said, Hey, Write those words, for they are true and they are faithful. You can take it to the bank. Whatever you loan to Jesus, you're going to get back with interest. He's going to give it back to you better than it was when you gave it to him. Trust me, you want to loan your stuff to Jesus. Take my fish. Take my bread. I'm taking a basket full home. It'll be better than it was before. It's not because he's cheap. He's resourceful. He's resourceful. Remember, he he borrowed a donkey. That was last Sunday. He he borrowed a donkey, Matthew 21, verse 1. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, go into the village opposite you, and immediately you'll find a donkey tied and a colt with her, loose them, bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, he was actually going to borrow it without a reply. But he said, if you get stopped, then you're going to say to them, the Lord has need of them. They'll loan it to you. They'll loan it to you. If anyone asks, tell them the Lord needs to borrow this. The Lord needs to borrow this. On this Friday of Easter weekend, I'm just going to let you know something. I'm not just a borrower. I'm also going to let you know I am that donkey. I, I, I am the donkey. 
uh, you can just, just matter of fact, turn to your neighbor and tell them, just call me Jack. Here, here's what I mean by that. He, he said there, this, this donkey and the colt are tied up at an opposite place. That, that's, I've, I've been there. I've been at that opposite place. You know, we're trying to go up, you're going down. You're trying to get right, you end up going left. You try to make it work and it seems to come apart. The harder you try, the worse it gets. It's just the opposite place. Whatever I, it's like opposite day. Whatever I try to do right, it seems like it just falls apart. He said it's a place where two ways meet. And, and some of you, you're there. I, I, I'm not, I, what do I do next? This is not how I mapped out my life. This is not what I had to bank. Bankruptcy was never in the game plan. Uh, layoff was never something we said. Divorce, never talked about divorce. Never saw that coming, did not. I'm at an opposite place where two places meet. And the good news is, is Jesus is sending a word to let you know, I'm a borrower and I'd like to borrow you. I want to do something with your life. We're going to go places you never thought we're going to go. We're going to do things you never thought we're going to do. You're going to see stuff you never thought you're going to see. I will take you from that place to a new place literally we're going to pad your ride with with palm branches and with the identity coats of people as they lay them in the streets I'm so glad he's a borrower he he didn't just stop at the triumphal entry he he kept going the rest of the way all the way to the garden and 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 from there it's just it's a blur what happened to him the 39 stripes on his back the the whipping post, a crown of thorns on his head, stripped naked, forced to carry his own cross. It was a black, red, violent, good for me, good for you, Friday. While he was hanging there, awaiting death, he borrows John. His own half-siblings have left him. His own siblings who grew up in the same home he did, the same carpenter shop he did, have turned their back on him. And so he has to borrow the one disciple who stuck with him and said, hey, could I, could I borrow you? to? Would you take care of my mom? I, I want to act like you're my brother. Can I borrow you to be my brother? And would you take care of mom? Mom, this is your son. John, this is your mom. I, I want to just, I know it's not for real. But I just want to borrow you here because I've got to take care of my mom. Jesus borrowed. He, he, he finally, he, he borrowed one more breath and he cried out, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And then even in death, even in death, he wasn't done borrowing. Jesus borrowed a tomb to be buried in. Twenty-one years of age, I started. I did my funerals. I started assisting. I, I, I've, I've, I've done uh, uh, cremations. I've done uh, burials. I've done uh, uh, vaults where you put them in vaults. I've done uh, at sea things. I've, I've, I've done a lot. I've never ever seen a borrowing plan for tombs, for graves. Jesus borrowed 
the tomb. Here, here's the thing about being a borrower is you know I don't need this for long. There, there's just no sense spending the money. I, there's no sense me going through the whole plot thing and I don't need the pre-planned Claire. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I'm so sorry. I know you work on commission. I just, I'm not going to need it long. He had his own resurrection planned. And he knew from the get-go. He said in John 2, 19, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. So I don't need anything for long. Give me three days and I'm telling you, I can do anything I need to do in just three days. So I'm just, if I could just borrow a tomb from somebody who looks healthy enough that you won't need your grave for three days. Now, if, you, if you've been given four days to live, I don't know. But if you got longer than four days to live, if I could just borrow your tomb, because I don't need it long. He's alive right now. <laughs> Fact matter is, he borrowed death. He borrowed death. He, I'm going to use death for a little bit, but there will be no sting. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and take the keys to death with me and to hell and the grave and I'm going to walk out with that. I, I, I'm just going to borrow this for a minute. And Friday was black. But yes, Resurrection Sunday is coming. And he's alive. The story of Friday is actually a good story. It's good for many reasons. It's good. But let me tell you something. Sunday, the message you're going to hear Sunday is going to be great. Now, Friday is good. Sunday's sermon is going to be great. Yeah, first of all, it's good tonight because I, I can't preach like him. I've tried. I've borrowed his notes. Here's a hint. It's not in the notes. First of all, I can't read his writing. I tried. He, I've literally, I have stepped up with his notes before out of my league trying to preach a Rex Johnson sermon and I've stepped up and, and I've seen him. When he preached here, heaven came down, kissed earth. There was Gabriel, Michael, people went nuts. And I, first of all, I'm trying to figure out what the word is because I can't read his writing. And then secondly, I preached that point and Gabe's not there. Michael's not, nobody showed up. People are falling asleep. So Sunday's going to be great. If you're visiting, come back Sunday. It'll be great. But it's not just going to be great because of the genius and the anointing on the man preaching. Sunday is great because that's when we find out he only borrowed death. Now, Friday is pretty black. Friday's pretty red. Friday is also, it's good. It is good, but it's going to be great on Sunday some of you right now, if you can just recognize your life, though it's not like you want it, it is good. It's going to be great. Stay with the process. Good is good, but who wants to settle for good when great is possible? And Holy Week is all about trying to get you from good to great. The musicians will come. I don't preach long. It just seems like it. 
Friday is good. It's good for me. It's good for you. I, you know, I, I suppose once a borrower, always a borrower. Because Jesus is now saying, okay, I've done all that. I borrowed a manger. I borrowed a boat. I, 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 I literally, I, I borrowed my grave. I borrowed it. And, and now he's here tonight saying, I, I want to borrow you. I'd like to work through you. I'd like to inhabit you. I'd like to fill you with my spirit. And, and now it, it's just alone because eventually that mortality, if you get this right and you experience the power of the resurrection, your mortality will also put on immortality and you will be alive in Christ and we will rise and meet him. Now that's the whole, so it's just alone. This is just for a little while, but he literally wants to borrow you. He wants you to carry his spirit. He wants you to carry his message of hope. That's why Paul said, hey, you know what? Take, take me. My body is a living sacrifice. Just use me how you, Lord, you can borrow me. Because I've already figured out you're a good borrower. Whenever you're done, you make all things new. And you make me better than I already am. I mean, literally, you can have your life as you have your life, or you can loan yourself to him and see what he does with your life. If you gave him your marriage, what he can do with a marriage... Literally, if you loan yourself to him, your spouse may get somebody different tonight. You may look the same, but they're going to say something's different, something, I, I don't know what it is. And he, and he repays. He, he, he makes it better. He, he, he always makes it better. Easter, Good Friday, is literally about the most unlikely people. I, boy, I, I literally, I, I haven't, coming to CLC and knowing the quality of the messages you guys hear and all, I'm like, God, what can I say, what can I say? And I, I started to just preach a, series, a sermon called Easter Peeps. Because if you look at the people of Easter, <laughs> literally, the, the, <laughs> the, the people, the most unlikely, written off, no hope, people the eloquent the preachers gone here comes little Mary you can borrow me Jesus what do you you want me to do how about you preach the first message after the resurrection go and tell you go and tell just good Friday the more I looked at the people involved the more excited I got about realizing hey even if you do call me Jack, God, that's in the Easter story. He, he borrowed donkeys. Don't make me do the King James Version. You know what I'm saying. And you may have walked in here feeling like I am nothing. As my father-in-law would say, I, I look at me. I, I have, what have I done? I have made of my life, I, literally, I'm just a, a jazz honky of a person. And he says, could I borrow you? If I could borrow you, you could be a part of my Easter story. I could work through you. I know everybody says you're so thick-headed. I, I can work through you. All through it. All through it. 
to the man who said, I'll, 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 I've been a silent disciple, but let me, I'm going to step up strong at the end. You can borrow my tomb. And if you read the story, he goes before the magistrate and the King James Version says he craved the body of Jesus. Joseph craved the body. He so desperately wanted Jesus to borrow his tomb. He craved. He knew he's just going to use it for a little bit and it'll be better. Matter of fact, when I do use it, I'll get up because I let him borrow it. I'm going to be better than if I'd have kept it to myself. So my, my Good Friday message is just if you'll let Jesus, he'd like to borrow you. Because Easter is all about the most unlikely of people stepping up and the most likely people slinking away. Here's what I've always loved about CLC is you, you've never been big on airs or impressions what someone looks like how they dress how they, what they drove up in you don't care you've always just been passionate for his presence that's what makes this church this church and if you're, if you're visiting tonight you've come to a place where no one's going to ask you for your resume what we have figured out is when you go to Calvary the ground is level Everybody's on the same level at Calvary. So you can keep your, your pedigree and your business card in your pocket. We don't, no one just, all we want to know is, are, will you let Jesus borrow you for a little while? Let him work through you and let him make your life new. Stand with me if you would, please. Prayer partners, would you come? I make all things new. Write that down. It's faithful. It's true. You loan to me, I'll give it back better than it was when you loaned it to me. Sir, ma'am, you're here tonight. Maybe you're, you've been a long time member, but you, you, you kind of took back. You had a giver's remorse. You've it's time to turn yourself back over to him. Stop trying to qualify yourself. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Maybe you're here because you absolutely believe in Easter. You believe in Jesus. But it's a second-hand relation. It's a hand-me-down. Mama passed it down to you. Grandma passed it down to you. But you have never had your own personal experience with Jesus Christ. Listen to me. He has no grandchildren. Only children. It's time to make a move tonight. Make that decision that says, I want a first-hand relationship with the Lord. Not a second-hand relationship with the Lord. I'm glad you're here. Someone else here tonight, maybe you're a, maybe it's been a long, long, long time. 
you know, here's one thing I can tell you. Um, well, I'll just say it this way. I, I'm, I'm visual. Patty and I growing up, we grew up in a pastor's home. We've got pictures. I can see one in my mind. Easter, every Easter, mom would take us out in front of the house on Sandydale and we, we would do the family picture before church, before we had all the clothes messed up. there's one picture I can see it now we're standing in front of the azaleas they're in full bloom holding our baskets looking straight into the east and the sun's coming up because it's church so we're all all of our eyes are closed we're holding our baskets smiling but we're showing our Easter outfits now I don't know I I was four five I'm 50 I'd look kind of silly tonight coming in with my Easter suit from when I was five and trying to fit into that be a little awkward as is a grown person trying to fit in a childhood conversion experience that God has done nothing you, you, you've not nothing's happened for you since then just well one time I had this thing and it happened when I was five I'm just telling you again he makes all things new and and he's got a He's got a new 2016 model he wants to put on you that will fit like a glove right now. Here's what I want to invite you to do. I want to invite you to take a step from where you are to one of these beautiful men or women. They have been praying all day, getting ready for this moment. And they're literally ready to meet you wherever you're at. If you're coming down saying, I need healing, they'll meet you there and they'll take you to Calvary because that's where healing is. If you come down saying, I I, I need salvation, they'll meet you. They're still going to take you to Calvary because that's where salvation is. That's what makes Friday such a good thing. You ready to loan your life to him? Come on and tell him, hey, this is it. I've been, I've been holding on to my life. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. Come on, they'll meet you. They'll take you to Calvary. And he'll, he'll borrow you and make all things new. There are men and women. There are young people that this is your moment, your time. You want to go to great on Sunday. Respond right now to the day that was black, the day that was red. But for me and for you, it was a good good Friday. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let us pray with you. Let your life forever be changed. Come on, come on. And that concludes today's message. Please visit clcaustin.com for the latest news, to register for an upcoming event, or to support the Christian Life Ministry through our online giving portal. Thank you for listening.